Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about procrastination and anxiety, and specifically in older adults, because this is a listener question that I'm happy to be able to answer. So our listener wrote in, and here are a few details. It's a 70-year-old who is wondering about procrastination, and is it a mental illness? She was very busy all of her life, and now seems like she can't get things done. She's also dealing with some insomnia and can't seem to follow her schedule. She also wanted to know if I could give some deeper information on elders and being burnt out and not enjoying retirement. Well, there's a lot in there, isn't there? Anxiety and procrastination. Retirement in and of itself is a huge subject, and I'm happy to make note and even go into that more in the future. We'll touch on it today. But yes, let's get into it and start with some ideas around anxiety and procrastination? And is there a mental disorder for procrastination? Now, so I looked into this deeper because the DSM-5, I do not have all those endless lists of diagnoses in my memory, please. There's way too many. Everything now seems to be a disorder anyway. Although, as I looked what I could find was that procrastination is not considered a mental health condition, and but it is connected w- with other mental health challenges. So several studies have linked procrastination to things like depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. But, you know, you don't have to be mentally ill or have any kind of a diagnosis even depression, anxiety, or low self-esteem to procrastinate. I look at these things as sometimes they come in seasons. Sometimes 
we procrastinate more than others. Now, this person sounds like they were busy all their life and now can't seem to get things done. So this may be just a brand new season. Being 70 and being retired are big changes. There's a lot that could be going on. But let's talk a little bit more about procrastination and general mental health. Procrastination is the act of delaying or putting off our tasks, our to-do list, our responsibilities that need to be completed. And it's a common behavior that most people experience this at some point in their lives. Like I said, I seem to see it come and go in seasons with people. While occasional procrastination may not have significant implications on mental health, chronic or severe procrastination can have negative effects on our well-being and our mental health. And it sounds like with our listener, it's weighing heavy on her that she can't seem to get things done or follow her schedule. So let's look at some of the ways that procrastination and mental health are interconnected. First off is increased stress. Procrastination often leads to increased stress levels. When the tasks pile up and the deadlines loom closer, we begin to feel overwhelmed and anxious, making it even harder to start or complete the tasks. So what I would like to say to our listener and any of you out there who are struggling with the same kind of procrastination is, was there a place where you let things build up. Maybe you had a moment in time where you either weren't feeling well or you were traveling or had visitors, whatever it could be, and things started to pile up. The to-do list got pretty long. And maybe you started to feel overwhelmed and anxious and it got harder for you to start. That could just be the place where this all began, not with a mental illness. Lower self-esteem is next up because chronic procrastination can really negatively impact our self-esteem. And this may be happening, you know, to our listener who is now retired but can't get things done and beginning to feel bad about themselves. We tend to just blame it on things like our age, or we can't do as much as we used to. You know, this can really start to tear our self-esteem down a bit, and we don't need to be doing that. But when we repeatedly fail to meet our own expectations or goals because we're putting things off or procrastinating, we start to maybe feel guilty or ashamed or incompetent. And that leads to a decline in our self-confidence and begins to spiral us downward. So be cautious with this. See if you can find where this started with maybe just had too much going on and things built up and now the list is too long and you feel overwhelmed. Don't let that start chipping away at your self-esteem. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mood disorders can be coming up if we procrastinate to the point of having things such as depression, the guilt or the frustration stemming from our uncompleted tasks can contribute to feelings of sadness and hopelessness. And we don't need to go there. We want to recognize what's happening and see if we can take action, which I will have a little bit of some actions that you can take a little further on in the show. Because another thing that can happen is we can have impaired concentration and memory. This can stem from our procrastination. And let me tell you, when you're 70 and you start to not be able to get things done and you start having impaired concentration or memory, boy, the only thing you blame it on is your age. And that doesn't have to be necessarily what's going on here. It could be from the procrastination leading to decreased cognitive functioning, making it difficult for us to focus and retain information. This can further hinder our ability to complete tasks efficiently and effectively. And I wonder if this may not be happening to our 70-year-old listener. We begin what's called avoidance coping. Procrastination is a form of avoidance coping where we avoid dealing with unpleasant or challenging tasks. And this coping mechanism temporarily alleviates our stress, right? We let it go. I'm not going to do it. I'm off the hook. But it can lead to long-term negative consequences for our mental health. Because although we may have put it off physically, we're carrying it around in our head. 
It can impact our relationships. Chronic procrastination can strain personal and professional relationships. These unfinished tasks and to-dos, our unmet obligations, these create tension and misunderstandings between us and our other loved ones in our lives, leading us to emotional distress. Procrastination can also create a vicious cycle, a self-perpetuating cycle. As we put off a task, the negative consequences of not completing them increase, leading to more stress and anxiety, which in turn can lead to more procrastination. It's another vicious cycle, just like the stress cycle that we deal with with fear. So addressing procrastination and its impact on our mental health involves developing better time management and organizational skills. Some of us are better at this than others, but it's never too late to learn some more skills that can make your life smoother, such as setting realistic goals, breaking tasks down into smaller manageable steps, and addressing any underlying emotional or psychological issues that are contributing to your procrastination. So some of the things that you can work on are things like addressing any sleep issues you may be dealing with that have come to light after your retirement. This is specific for our listener because when you retire, everything shifts. There's all kinds of changes. Although many people are relieved from the lack of structure and stress from deadlines, other people are lost and actually don't do enough during the day to get a good night's sleep. They haven't expended enough energy. So see where you might be falling on that. Do you need to address any issues around your sleep that came particularly from retiring? Sticking to a very specific schedule for sleep is important. Go to bed the same time every night and get up the same time every day. Even though you don't have to go into the office or your job, it's a beautiful way to let your body relax every day at the same time and sleep well. Another thing you can work on is to consider where the inability to follow that schedule is coming from. Is it because there's less pressure, like I mentioned, or no hard deadlines? It can be a new skill to learn to be in charge of your own schedule. I know this one well. I've been on my own for a long time now, but it still is a struggle to keep on a schedule to make sure that things get done on time. There's some things that I can let slide and some things that I cannot, such as getting these shows out for you on time. That is a beautiful hard line for me that I actually appreciate because it helps to keep me going in my lane. So other things I have to be more reliant on myself and say, get them done because actually over time I have learned that the pressure of the unfinished jobs, the unfinished to-do list is heavier than actually getting these things done. Procrastination in older adults is associated with emotional variables such as life regrets, 
perceived stress, distresses such as depression, anxiety, and fatigue, and reduced life satisfaction. So these are things you want to look at. Where do you have life regrets or do you have perceived stresses in your life that maybe can be addressed? Maybe they're not as stressful as you are making them out to be in your mind, leading to things such as distress of depression, anxiety, and fatigue. So this is a good place for the journal where you can write these things out and get them out so you out of your head, clearly on paper, so you can see what's really going on. And next, I would like you to consider your environment. With retirement, it has probably changed since your working days. So try to set your environment up to suit your new retirement life. Things really change. I hear this from other people. I am not retired, so I don't know this firsthand, but I hear this from friends and family. As a matter of fact, I had a family member who said, oh my goodness, retirement is nothing like I thought it would be. So it's interesting and it is our job once we have made that leap to set up our environment to suit our new life and our new way of being in the world. It's also good to find the top distractions that are taking our listener or you off of your schedule or your daily course and make changes. So what I mean here is, is it your phone? Is it social media? Is it YouTube? Is it a chatty spouse that you never used to be around all day? And now you have someone around you 24-7 and they are wanting to chat or be with you or do an activity. And maybe it's not to your liking. So find that. Is that taking you off course and not letting you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish in your day? Perhaps it's not a spouse or roommate, but a neighbor. It could be anybody. And it may just mean you need to build or adjust your boundaries to fit your new retirement lifestyle. Next, I want you to notice if a mood or an energy crash accompanies the procrastination. Do you need to adjust your meal times or the particular foods you're eating? These crashes can come from ingesting caffeine and then not having the caffeine. They can come from having sugary items in our day and then, you know, having the sugar crash later in the day. And it could come from just not eating enough and having a tired time during the afternoon. Is your environment warm, too warm? I live in a warm environment and I know when it gets to be around three o'clock when that sun is beaming in my sliding glass doors in the living room, it's hot in here and it can be affecting my energy level just from being super warm. So once I learned that this place was going to feel like that, I had to make adjustments. So it could be simply the heat, the food, the caffeine, look at what's going on and see where you can make some changes. Another place is to consider the tasks that are on your schedule. Do you want to be doing these things? Sometimes we have long to-do lists of things that we actually don't want to do. 
Can you either get someone else to do it for you? Maybe exchange with them. Maybe you could pay someone. Maybe it's something that doesn't need to be on the list at all, but out of habit, we have this on the list. It's a great time to sit down and look at your schedule and see what things you do and don't really want to be doing. Once you're retired, I think it's a great idea to take breaks if you are tired. It's okay to go slower and at a more easeful pace. When we've been go, go, going our whole life, it might be hard to actually even give ourselves permission to cut the schedule in half, to only do the things we want to do, or that actually are really required. Often, though, we have things that we tell ourselves we have to do that really don't need to be done. But we're so used to having these long lists of things to do. It's okay to lead a different kind of life once you're retired. Really make it different. Use your journal to write it all out and answer this question. Are my goals reasonable? Keep a good eye on your self-care, your sleep, your hydration, your healthy diet, and eliminate caffeine and alcohol, processed sugar and junk foods because they only rob us of our good energy. And make time for fun exercise. Maybe you used to be hard driving and your exercise was built into your schedule and now Maybe it's fun to take a step back and find something that is more to your new schedule, your more laid back schedule, and is fun. Last couple things, I want you to drop the idea of being a perfectionist. Sometimes the work environment pushes us in this direction of trying to be perfect. We can drop that. We can drop it, especially once we are retired. Let us be imperfect. And finally, find a new passion that makes you smile and that feeds you mentally and energetically. Maybe it's something you never considered before, but let it be something that you really get a twinkle in your eye about and actually want to get out of bed in the morning and go do. I had this thought after I was thinking about our 70-year-old who is retired that maybe retirement at a given age isn't for everyone. Maybe your mind and body are ready to do other things. Maybe you don't have to go back and take a full-time job, but just like talking about finding that new passion, maybe there is something that your mind and body would love to be doing. And maybe it's productive, and maybe it is a career, maybe it's a new passion, whatever. You can give yourself to it at this point in your life. I wish you great happiness in your retirement, dear listener, and I hope everyone else out there who's listening can take what you need from these suggestions into your life, whether you're retired or not. And now for today's quote. Much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they started. And that's from David Allen. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. 
Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.